Limited potential. <laughs> I'm. I guess I could say I'm back. Yeah, I mean, I think me and Matt did some while you're gone. And I'd like to say I'm not rusty, but it's been a long time for me too. I know I listened. They were good. I missed being here. Well, we missed having you. So you don't hate me? I hate you on the phone just because it's funny because I don't have to see you in person. But in person, I'm like a keyboard warrior. So I can't really, to your face, insult you. You know, the internet, it just... It's great. It gave everybody this mighty dagger with which to stab into the hearts of their friends who... Mm -hmm. I've been busy. I've been busy. That's... Yeah, we are, we're all busy. And I, I feel like I got to justify it to the listeners. And I know we always come up because we <laughs> we always take breaks, let's be real. But it's not like intentional. We And yeah. we're going to take more breaks, let's be real. Uh, we, we just have like load management. We're the Kawhi yeah. Leonard of podcasts. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, I, thought, uh, I thought that was a pretty good analogy. Kawhi was, uh, was in town last night. Yeah, it's too bad he couldn't manage his uh, load yesterday. When he destroyed uh, the yeah, Raptors. He let his load all over us last night. It was all over the court. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, you know, I just, you know, doing the life stuff, you know, mm-hmm. bought a house and uh, been renovating it. And, you know, being an adult, like a real bona fide paying mm-hmm. bills, living in your own home adult is, uh, it is, uh, it's about as awful as it, like, if, if, it's not awful. There are definite benefits, but... The stuff that's bad about it, you question how your parents did it their whole lives. They made it seem so easy, didn't they? I think I think they're just that like different. I think we're so used to being a generation that could complain mm-hmm. that uh, we 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 just kind of take it for granted that you know our our parents, our grandparents were just these silent, strong types, and we are yeah. essentially fucking losers. You know what? Though partly it's technology, and it's in another way. Um, we have technology that we can see everything around the world right now. So like all these like crazy weird things that are happening to people, abductions, you know, all these weird things, we hear a lot more of it. So like as an adult now with your kids, you have to, you worry about everything. You've heard it in the news. So you're worried about it, right? Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. like back then they didn't hear half the shit that went on and they're like, yeah, just go run in the street with all the other kids on the neighbor in the, the neighborhood. That nice man's trying to give you candy. Yeah. He wants you to get in the van, get in the van, son. No, but let, let's be real though. Like our whole like talk about being responsible was if someone offers you candy, don't go to them. That Make, and if they say they know your name. Make sure you ask them like if they know your parents' name. So like that that was our whole thing. That's that, that was our parents' plan. That was our uh, like was it two step authentic authentic <laughs> yeah, authentic, authentication, yeah. authentication yeah yeah they 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 had a lot of trust because I'm pretty sure someone can get around that. So you, you're just gonna assure me that you don't you don't think I'm like a bad person for not having been here? No, like you still love me, right? Even though. I'm kind of a loser. Yeah. That didn't sound convincing. Welcome to another episode of The Unwritten Rule. I don't think this is season two. This is like the Kickstarter of season two by like like a point one. 
6.2. We're like at some revision. I don't even know if it's a kickstart because that would imply like a series of planned. No, we have yeah. no plan. We no. we just we just do it whenever we want it. That's it. That's how we gonna roll. If you go back like a year, I think we had an episode on the unwritten rules of what making a promise or something like that. Or yeah, we we got to do one on breaking promises because <laughs> yeah. we know how to do that. I feel like I feel like breaking a promise is significantly easier than keeping one. Yeah, and I don't even think it matters what the promise is. Like mm-hmm. you could promise somebody, I will continue to breathe air, and I feel like it would be a lot easier to just break that promise. You will at some point break that promise. Of course. But you would hold on. I mean, if you die, I mean, you've held on to it as long as you could. Yeah, I guess. I mean. But I mean, you did quit at the end of it all. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. You're gonna, like when you keep a secret, if you die, it stays with you, right? Is there actually a promise you can keep? Yeah. Secrets. I think you can keep a secret. I promise not to tell anyone. That I saw you slinging crack in the back alley last week, Frank. See? You and me only know this. You know what? You're a good guy for keeping that secret. Thank you. I don't want to talk about the whoring you did. Well, you know, we got to get around. We got to make our money, right? Well, how else do you afford the crack? People, you know, since I put on the few pounds, apparently the bakery's been open for business. People like my rolls. (laughs) You don't look that. You look good. You still look good, Frank. Nah, I I feel it. I feel it in my joints. That's the worst. Yeah, like That's like like specifically, the place I live in has two flights of stairs, and I'll I'll say truthfully, halfway up the second flight, if I'm doing like a straight up, straight down, mm-hmm. I feel it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? It takes a like I've had problems going up and down the stairs too because I'm getting older. Yeah. But yeah. like it took two weeks at the gym doing leg exercises, not like two full weeks, but two. Two times doing the leg workouts, and I'm, I'm pretty good now. I herniated a disc this year in my back by kneeling down. Yeah, no, yeah. My, if we're gonna go on like a pissing contest, you got me, man. Like, yeah, yeah, was, uh, we're catching up. That's yeah. what we're doing, folks. This is the new episode of the Unwritten Rule. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, it's about why we love losers. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like that's kind of why we've been so self deprecating throughout the at least i have yeah i mean winners would be you know after how many years have we been doing this a year and a half two years you yeah. have some sort of uptrend in a podcast and we've been plateaued if not slightly lower than the previous plateau and the low was pretty low to begin with uh, you know what i'm i'm placing that blame on the audience to be you guys should have been spreading the word mm-hmm. there's only so much we can do the algorithms have changed i didn't feel the love i got i got a little bit of love but not enough i remember we used to have like like not debates or arguments, but we would try to like push the social media thing onto yeah. each other. And since we have taken our little hiatus and come back, every social media has changed its algorithm to be to pretty much like limit your reach to as mm-hmm. little as possible. Yeah, but you know what we are asking the the listeners to to do, right? I, to, I'll tell you what to love a loser. That's it. You know what that unwritten rule, folks. You want to get interactive. I'm going to get interactive with you. Our, I'm going to just say it's going to probably be the golden unwritten rule for this week. Yeah, I don't have one planned, so let's go with this. <laughs> we'll get, well, I'll reiterate it in golden rule time, but love a loser. Love this particular loser. Mm-hmm. And the way you can love this loser is by telling your friends to love this loser as well. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? The love you get from a loser 
is, is something you, that you can't compare with a winner because the winner always gets the love. It's the sweetest love you can ever receive. <laughs> it's a tender love. Yes, yes, we all want you know Tom Brady and the Patriots to, to love us back. But you know what? They're too busy being a winner. But Dan Marino was pretty good too. Well, Dan Marino, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He got Super Bowls. He didn't win them. He didn't, never, never, not but one. I like him. And you know what? I feel like he likes me back. And he had charisma. You want to know why I know he loved us back, every one of us? Why? He was an Ace Ventura. That's, you know what? That's a gift that just keeps on giving. Exactly. Him and Snowflake. Snowflake stepping up to be in that was big, too. Yeah. Was Snowflake actually the mascot? I don't even think so. <laughs> no, they just made that up. Yeah. Well, Ray Finkel was definitely their kicker. <laughs> I thought it was Einhorn. You know what? We, we're, we're kind of on sports right now. And I'll be honest with you. The reason I thought of this topic for this week we are both pretty big Toronto Maple Leaf fans. That's uh, hockey for any of our uh, non-Canadian listeners. Yes. The three people listening in Malaysia that we see every week. and It's really weird. We're getting some traction. Pretty sure they're my cousins. But yeah, either way, we are big Toronto Maple Leafs fans. And for 50-plus years, this team, who we love mm-hmm. so desperately, has been arguably one of the biggest losers out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to argue that. Like, even, even when they're winning, they're it, still kind of losing. Because their bar is Stanley Cup or they're a loser. Well, I think, too, the media here, it really hammers them whenever they're losing. And the media is filled with, like, ex-GMs and, like, all these talented hockey people that they give you a scouting report on this team. And just so you know, you know you're loving a loser when you can come up with excuses like we are right now about our Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, you got to think of it like this. Somebody who will regularly talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs on our terrestrial radio is like a Brian Burke. He was the former GM of a time. Of the Maple Leafs, the uh, Calgary Flames, Vancouver Canucks, the Stanley Cup winning uh, Anaheim Anaheim Ducks. uh, Ducks. I'm going to say Mighty Ducks, but they changed that. Whatever. They they were formerly owned by Disney. Can't believe they let them go. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you actually look at what he'll do when he comes on, he'll, he'll be very candid. He'll be very critical of them. And... If you look at like other sports, particularly their presentations in the states, we'll say like TNT and their coverage of basketball. That is the best TV by far. It's the but it's it's like the most. If anybody's being critical, it's such a hot take of opinion. It's not like it's not like Stephen A. Smith could say well, something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like ESPN, yeah, ESPN. Take, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I'm saying like even like a Shaq. Yeah. Like how bad can Shaq really rip into a team? Like how eloquent is Shaq to rip into a team? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, it's terrible. Everything's terrible, right? Yeah, they're they're about personality. It's an entertainment show more than it's like an analyst like an analyst's show. But I'm saying they have that. They have that like they have that show that's a like a deviance from we're going to be highly critical of the of our sports teams. Yeah, they'll just rip like a player here and there. They'll have like Shaq and a fool, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's not it's not focused on one specific team, which well, it feels like when you're listening to our media. Our, it's like everything is – I mean, yeah, we're in Toronto, and they, they really want to focus on – We're talking Toronto local, but yeah, – Yeah, but it's – it's like to, be, to put it in perspective, our media created such a craze for our sports teams that when we became the biggest loser that couldn't get someone to fall in love with us, being Kawhi Leonard – Mm-hmm. To resign, we thought he was in a we thought he was in a car, in a helicopter, and we chased him with another helicopter. Yeah, that's a 
that's a huge sign of a loser. For a full day on our media outlets, we had Kawhi Watch. Yeah. No, that's... um, Watching it as trying to be objective, I'm like, man, this is almost cringeworthy how much we're following him. Um, Just because it's like winners don't do that. No, they don't. Winners don't send media after a guy just because he gets off a plane and tracking his every move. The New York Yankees, if you... If you were given a mega offer to sign with them, A means you're really good. But then the first thing they do is they humble you when you come into their dressing room and they say, lose the mustache, lose the beard. It's an actual rule. I always thought that was a joke from a Simpsons yeah, 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 yeah. thing when Burns made ma- so makes So it isn't a joke. No. When you play for the New York Yankees, you have to be clean shaven. Wow. Because I know when they, they said in Toronto when Lou Lamorello was here, he had a similar policy. And then people are like, oh, they don't respond. Players don't respond well to that. But – uh it was just eating up Austin Matthews that he couldn't grow that mustache. <laughs> it's it's just crazy though. Yeah, we're we're so worried about all these little things instead of like, you know, all the little things leading up to the game. Well, what about just how they play the game? Who gives a shit about all this little stuff? But I like that. I think there's an I think there's an unwritten rule in there. If you're gonna love a loser, love them even when they stink. I you know I agree with that, and I think this is why I feel like a loser because I'm having a harder time watching. Like the Raptors when they were winning, like I, I was having a hard time watching them last year with Kawhi than I am now because it's like now they're not expected to be good, and like when your team's expected to be good, it's hard. Like I, I don't know if it's because I root for the underdog or if like I got that. Like like Kawhi made them too good to love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like I could skip the game; they're gonna win. Yeah, I, like if Rock. Let's well, let's put it this way: if you if you popped in a, a copy of the Rocky DVD mm-hmm. and Rocky's not fighting in a local you know fight hall and he's not the worst boxer in the world mm-hmm. but he's kind of tough if if he didn't have that underdog thing you wouldn't care about rocky yeah if, if rocky was dominating everyone he fought and then he fought like ivan drago and beat him in like one round it wouldn't be hardly a, it would hardly be a movie the only reason i think people liked mike tyson was because he just he, he literally beat the shit out of people yeah he was awesome it, to watch like it was like a no miss fight like if you tuned in for a mike tyson fight you were watching somebody get destroyed you know what? And the thing is, you never were really rooting for the other guy. You're just wait. You're rooting for Mike Tyson to have like the quickest knockout ever. Like it was a weird thing. See, even loving losers, loving losers goes back to ancient Rome. If mm. you think about it, like let's say you're in the arena in the Coliseum. Yeah. Tiger comes out. You're with three guys. Formerly a slave, whatever. You were captured. You were. You're gonna fight this tiger now, or a lion. Okay, maybe you have to go through like ten gladiators too. Somehow you make it to the end, and let's just say the the tiger's tired, and it decides eh, I don't want to kill this guy today. I'm hungry. I've feasted enough on flesh. Mm-hmm. Well, the audience might be like, "Man, this guy made it through ten seasoned gladiators, and kind of this this tiger is just not down for killing him. He must be they, the tiger must be scared." Everybody would decide thumb down or mm-hmm. thumb sideways, mm-hmm. right? Do you get killed or do you not? Yeah. And I don't know. I think I think I think I think loving an underdog or a loser while well, maybe a detriment to us. I I am dead sure the Toronto Maple Leafs are shaving time off my life. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like this, my unwritten rule is though if you're going to when you love a sports team, you can't love like you can't just pick like the winners. You can't be like a Patriots fan. You can't be like a Yankees fan or, or you know, well, you see, can't be like the top sport like in every 
in every sport you can't have like you can't now just be a lakers fan because lebron's there yeah. and they're crushing it and like you know a few you, last year you're a golden state fan you, you can't do LeBron that was there last year or, or when know. golden state was crushing it with kd there you can't just bandwagon good teams because if, if you are that fan you have you unwritten rule you can't trash talk your local team i think you and all, your local team's fans I we know you, that happens i think you also have to look at things like how is your team winning how's the team you love winning because like, i look at, i look at like uh like a patriots to me they're a bunch of losers because they cheat and i don't love them because of that well they're they're technically winners so yeah but it, the, i'm saying on an emotional level they're losers i think that's just a personal opinion it's pretty hard to argue with Tom Brady. That guy's crushing life. Unbelievable. But uh, but what I'm saying is, though, like we know that person that will trash talk to Toronto Maple Leafs. They'll trash talk, you know, any Toronto sports team. And it's like, who do they like? They seem to coincidentally have, you know, their favorite teams. Like, are the best teams in each sport. You can't. You can't look. You can't trash talk. Like, I understand if you're from another city and you came here. I get it. Mm-hmm. But. Unwritten rule: You can't trust a local t- a local team if you're just one of those I like all good teams person. You know. See, like I have a rooting interest with every Toronto team. I yeah. I, I believe that you should be a supporter of your hometown team, even if you love another team more. Like mm-hmm. I'll I'll be I'll give you an example. I was raised on like New York Yankee lore. Yeah, my dad was a huge Yankee fan, partly because back in the day, like when you know. He was a young man, and dinosaurs were still roaming the there's earth. There's no Toronto and, Blue Jays. And there was no Toronto Blue Jays, and TVs were black and white. So, you know, you had to get up and turn the knob. So if a baseball came on and you didn't feel like getting off the couch, you were watching the baseball game. Mm-hmm. He got to watching the, uh, I think it was the ABC game of the week or yeah. the NBC game of the week. Because there's only like four channels. And he would end up, you know, falling in love with either the Boston Red Sox or their arch rival, the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. He chose the Yankees because I guess they won more often or they had better players. I yeah. don't know. I mean, like if you're not from the town, I understand going for like a winning team because football, when football started, there's no Toronto team. And I liked watching Peyton Manning. I'm like, this guy's amazing. So I started watching him. Oh, come on. Bill's Mafia. You exactly. gotta love the Bills. I have a friend who was just technically, I don't know if getting kicked out gets you into the Bills Mafia, but I have a friend that was kicked out. <laughs> so he's officially Bills Mafia, according to us. But uh, so like with, that's how I got into football. But then I realized Buffalo is the closest city to us. So I like the Bills. And if you're going to, and I mean, if you're going to love a loser... Yeah. Oh man, the Buffalo Bills. They're not bad this year. They're not bad this year, but like, let's be fair. Even when they've been decent, they've what? The only team I think that's lost three Super Bowls in a row. Four, four, whatever it is. Yeah. Imagine they won four Super Bowls in a row. They're up there with like the Steelers and Patriots with all time. I don't. I gotta tell you, I can't put the Patriots there. Patriots are I, no a I, franchise. Is about six six Super Bowls. I'll be honest with you. Like the Flake Gate, I can almost get past because. Both teams played at that ball. Both, both. No, they, they you play with your own ball. No, I think the home the home team supplies the game balls. But you can, as a visiting team, you can supply your own ball in a game. No, oh, doesn't matter. Either way, let's put it this way: Deflate Gate is something because no one would do something if it didn't. Like you wouldn't deflate the ball if it didn't carry some sort of an advantage with it. Yeah, you would just leave it at regulation pumping. But the reason why I think I can't get behind anything they've done and put them in the pantheon of all-time great teams, and this is why I think they're a loser that deserves to be unloved, when you have a distinct advantage 
by scouting plays, recording them. And I'm not talking like based on like the game the week before when they played another team. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like practice practices, like knowing exactly what they're going to run against you that week. That's like, if you did that in high school for a test, that's called crib notes or cheating. Yeah. Like you stole the answers to a test. It's basically up to you to memorize those answers now and execute. Well, so maybe, you know, maybe that's why we, we like the losers because they feel like they're more genuine because they're clearly not cheating. So if they are cheating, they're terrible at it. And that's why they're not winning. Losers rarely win. But when they win, they tend to win right. That's fair. Like That's, the Raptors. The way the Raptors won the season, they might not win again. Ever. They might not. But I don't think they will. They did it right. They made a trade. They got rid of DeMar Rosen, which is a huge piece. He's an all-star. Um, they got rid of uh, Pirtle. Mm-hmm. And they brought back Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Well, you got to think. like p- picture, how, picture the perception to the public. We go and we trade for Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard stays the best possible result in that trade happened. Exactly. Because he he always wanted to go to LA. Yeah. So Toronto, basically, they are like, this is our shot. We've been doing it right this whole time. We get kicked out in the first or second round of the playoffs all the time. They never they never seemed to cheat or anything. Like It seemed like they were just destined to lose in the playoffs in the first or second round. They picked up two guys, especially Kawhi, well, and he brought them to the promised land. We got a little bit of luck. I'm not going to deny that, but every team needs yeah, a little yeah, luck. But that's champion's luck, you know? Yeah. And, but here, here's the bigger point is that, like, if you had to, like, understand in your head what a real kind of, like, loser is, even if they're a winner, like, like, like the Raptors have won a championship. Mm-hmm. In the best possible scenario where every single thing that you wanted as a superstar player was met, they managed your games. So to anybody who doesn't know what that means, Kawhi Leonard has a history of health problems. Hip and is it hip, hip and knee? knee? Hip and knee. Yeah. And basically the team managed his workload. And what does that mean? That means that if you know sports science says this guy's pretty close to getting hurt, we need to sit him for this game. There was no hesitation. They sat him. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter who they were playing. Yeah. He didn't play back to backs. And it, they didn't care about it because it was in Toronto, so the U.S. media didn't care too much about it. Literally, no one said a word. Then they get to the playoffs. The best thing that can happen happens. And he played through injury in the playoffs. See, that's where I was like, I was mad a little bit when he left. Like, not, But it's the playoffs, right? But, well, still, the fact is he didn't quit on us. But see, and this is what I'm talking about. Even, even in the best case scenario of him showing, you know, Heart during the playoffs, sticking through everything, getting the championship, having that buzzer. Remember the buzzer beater? Well, who doesn't? Like the shot, right? They call it the shot when Michael Jordan held that title for the longest time, the shot, right? And, and it's like you see everybody going nuts. He's in the middle of it. He's literally beloved by a city. See, if 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 that was like the Lakers or like San Antonio, it's exciting, but it's not as much because Toronto were losers. It's because it's, it, it's the first time, and still after all that, the guy walks away. Yeah, but like I think I think we just I think we've got that right there with sports teams. Why it's good to like the loser because when they get that first win, that that big jump, that big play in the playoffs that brings them towards you know towards that big event, like that was only second round of the playoffs, and people are still talking about that. If that happens in the second round of, of other teams that have like have a history of winning, especially more recent history of winning, like if that happens to Golden State, you think about it. Sure, it's like that's a cool shot, but you don't 
you're not constantly playing that over and over because they have so many highlights. It doesn't mean much, but no. But that was such an amazing. It, it takes away from the shot when you're when you're a winner. Oh you know? yeah, because you've had those moments before. Like Toronto, that is the moment in Toronto Raptors franchise history. It really is. So here's one. Recognize. Here's a good unwritten rule: if you're in love with a loser, recognize the moment they win. You appreciate it. Appreciate it. Give it a title like the shot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that summer. Maybe the only summer that you ever get, and it, you might get more. But that was the first one. That's your first love. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, I I don't know because I gotta, I gotta say, like we we're talking about loving a loser. I honestly, I love the city of Toronto. I love it. I I've been to other cities. I've been to other great cities, but we're like we're kind of a loser city. And mm-hmm. I, I, let me explain why. I think I understand. Go ahead. Remember back in high school when someone would like you, and mm-hmm. you didn't like them back. And then you'd say no. And then they got hard, desperate. Many, many of the women that went to my high school know that feeling because I, I was the perpetrator to them. <laughs> I, was the, I was the desperate loser that Who would chase been? them. Who hasn't been? But that's the thing, that unwritten rule. If you're in love with a loser, just try not to put on so much desperation in the morning. It really... Oh, man. It, it, it will almost ensure that you can never be a winner because people can smell desperation a mile away. Mm-hmm. Just like they could smell success on a winter a mile away. It's amazing. Like some guys walk into a room and some women walk into a room and the room lights up. You know, but if you're a loser, you walk into the room, the room gets empty quick. I know that one. I, I don't know the first one, you're, like how that feels, but I know that second one. Right? Yeah. yeah. I've people throw things at you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, but like, is there like an unwritten rule you, you should... To loving a loser, no, to loving your like loving your home team, regardless. Like, oh yeah, winner or loser, even if your team is like if you're born in LA and you're a Lakers fan, yeah, you, you got a ton of championships. You're you're supposed to like them. Yeah, if you, I think I think if you love your okay, so if you're from a town that isn't like New York or London or Rome or one of the major cities yeah. of the world, love your city, even if it's a loser, because mm-hmm. if you don't love it, no one else is. And that's that's one thing with professional athletes, and I think I want to make this maybe the last point, and then we'll move on to mm-hmm. something else. If you're a professional athlete from a town or from a city, and you're going to be a millionaire anyways, maybe, just maybe, take that hometown discount, especially in pro leagues that have salary caps. Because basically what you're ensuring is unless you become a one-man wrecking crew in a team game and destroy the league yourself, you're pretty much ensuring your team will never win. So I got to point out that that is the most loser comment from people like me. I would say the exact same thing. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, we need better players. Well, we don't need better players. We want to win a Stanley Cup in Toronto, and there's a lot of local kids that are playing everywhere in the league. And if they came home, we can have an all-star team. Well, so that's have, where it's coming we, from. We have guys like, I want to say Mitch Marner, who's, whose dad had to do all his negotiating for him. And whatever, I want to get into the yeah, ripping yeah. on Mitch Marner, but I'm just going to say this. I have a our, dad. Our top players are getting paid a lot, and they're taken away from the talent we can acquire at the lower end. But I'm just saying, my dad, if, if he saw that there was $8 million on the table and he wanted ten or I wanted 10, my dad would look at me and go, you're playing for one of the most historic franchises that is in desperate need of a win. Take less money 
and become a legend here. Yeah. Because I'd rather be a legend in one city where I never have to pay for food again, where everybody everywhere, like Kauai. Kauai, if Kauai would have stayed, he would have been able... People used to have Kauai and Dine signs in their windows. Mm-hmm. I was at... Uh, I, was I just still don't even know if he has to pay for a meal, to be honest with you, because he got his championship. I was I was down at... Uh, I, I remember right when this happened, I showed you the picture. I was down at uh, Young Street and Elm, uh, Elm Street, and... Right at that intersection, there is a famous local strip club called Zanzibar. Mm. And Kawhi had just announced that he was signing with the Clippers. And on the marquee of Zanzibar, it said, no more free lap dances for Kawhi. <laughs> that's that's a good marketing ploy. How could you walk away from free lap dances forever? I think he's got a girlfriend or wife and at least a daughter, I believe. But So he's a good guy is what you're saying. He's a class. He's a class act. I'd hope so. I'd like to believe so, because uh, he he kind of is like the pinnacle of our our basketball in Toronto. So, you know what? Else, you know, we got to get off this for a second because 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 so I, I, I there's another thing I want to talk about, and it kind of ties into sports. You just sort of reminded me with it, like Kawhi with the with the venture with New Balance shoes mm-hmm. and. When is it? When, when is it that you've backed a loser too long in a business venture? Like, you know, some people can fall in love with an idea, like mm. I don't know, soundless Velcro. Okay. Like, isn't one of the nuances of Velcro that it makes a noise? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, wouldn't soundless Velcro be kind of pointless? I mean, it does the job that it needs to do, which is just fasten your shoes to you or whatever you need it for. But I'm saying, like, if if somebody comes up with an idea. That like and the idea is doomed to fail. Okay, but it's all you got. How long do you back it? Well, me being a loser, um, all the way, like all the way. So I, I had stock options at my uh, at a oh. company I first worked for, and I had them at like sixty seven cents, and it was like. I don't know what it was, like at least a couple thousand, maybe 5,000. You just kept doubling down. <laughs> no, no, the worst part is it got to like $4 and change, the stock. So, um, and I remember listening to one of the guys. It's like, oh, it's going to go to nine. This can go to nine, ten. I'm like, all right. So I held on. And then it went to like, in the next day, it went down to like three fifty, three dollars $3. And I'm like, okay, don't worry. It's going to bounce back up. And then within like a week, it was like two. A dollar fifty, and then uh, and then I'm like, no, I'm holding on to it, and then the company went under. So, well, that's like Nortel, right? Like Nortel was a, a big telecommunications subsidiary, I think, of Bell Canada here, possibly. And they at one point were trading; their stock was trading at like over two hundred dollars. They had like split their stock three times, and people just hung on. They were like, I'm going to retire on Nortel, and then in like an overnight fell swoop. Nortel became obsolete <laughs> and like they didn't do anything to catch up. They didn't do anything to rebound. Yeah. And the stock just kept plummeting and so, smart people got out quick. So I'm going to go with a, a crazy unwritten rule here. Yeah. Don't love a loser when it comes to your money. That's I, you got, you got to work with the brain when it unwritten rule. I'm going to, it's going to be like a, you know, like we have huh. you write laws. There's like article one. Yeah. Article one of that rule is, the unwritten rule of loving a losing stock is you got to think with your head and not your heart. But you could still love a loser, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, who? 
Shorting a stock. I thought you were about to say the Weinstein Company. <laughs> they might bounce back. No, um, I'd hope not. But um, shorting a stock, right? Because that's you basically kind of like take a take a loan on the stock. You hold it for a certain amount of time, and then you sell it back to the person at a, at a certain price, right? There's something like that. So now this is where it's getting going to get too complicated. But shorting a stock will make you money. So like the big short is kind of like the only thing I have as a reference point to that. Because when it comes to actual financial stuff, my brain kind of goes into shutdown mode. Yeah. And that's partly why I don't take like I don't do ventures into stocks too often. I leave that to. Should I give it like I don't know. Like I'm not a big stock person, but my understanding of what a short is. So let's say, Frank, you have stocks. Yes. And you have a thousand stocks and you want to sell them to me at a dollar each, right? Okay. So you're going you're gonna to lend them to me for a certain amount of time. Uh, you might, I don't know if you charge anything off the off the top, whatever, for me to take the stocks. But in like two months or something, you set a term, you're, I got to give you back those a thousand stocks. Okay. So I bought them off of you, let's say for a dollar each. Okay. But I know the stock is going to go down to like, let's say 20 cents. So that's $200 for the stock. So I paid a thousand for them and I know it's going to get to $200. So I sell them at whatever the cost was, let's say at a thousand. Okay. I let's say I gave you a premium on top. It's basically of like expecting them to fall, so you can yeah. sell them. So so I sell them, and then I buy them back when they're when they're twenty cents a stock. So I can buy your thousand back at two hundred dollars. So I made eight hundred dollars there because I bought them from you for a thousand, and I'm and sorry, I bought I took them from you, I borrowed them from you, I paid you whatever the premium was, unless it was ten bucks, whatever, and then uh. And then, so I got your thousand and I said, in two months, I'm going to give them back to you. Okay. So if they go up, like I'm, I'm selling them right away. So I sold them for a thousand dollars, but my only obligation to you is to return your thousand stocks. But in two months, they're only worth 20 cents a stock, not a dollar. So I made a, I sold them for a thousand. I bought them back for 200. And you're, get, and you're getting them all back. You get them back, Frank. Yes. You get yeah, them yeah, back. Yeah, I get exactly. them all back. Yeah. So I only hold on to them for a certain t- uh, term. And when I buy them back, I buy them cheaper than what I sold them for. And you get them back at a lower value. So you lose and I would win. Do you know what they call that? You know what they should call that? The big short circuit. Because when you explain it to me, I felt like my brain was short circuiting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, when you understand it, it's all there. But if you don't, it's kind of like a beautiful mind where all those numbers start flashing around. <laughs> the only thing that flashes in my head is like an all-night buffet sign. <laughs> That's it. It's just saying, come on. So in. you can, if you, if for loving a loser in stocks, shorting, that what? is your option if you like loving a loser. So unwritten rule, if you're going to love a losing stock, short that stock. Exactly. Okay. Because like that's what uh, Tesla people are trying to short them, right? So people will do the same thing, but they'll try to like smear the the company's name in in the press and all that stuff. Oh, so like so if, they can lower the stock, which means they can buy it back at a cheaper price. And so basically, like if you owned a newspaper, you could essentially or any in, media company, you could influence the market. One hundred percent. What happens if you make a false claim, though? Well, then it bounces back and it looks bad on your company. Mm. Doesn't seem to be hurting Fox. I don't even know what Fox is doing anymore. I don't, I don't know who owns what part of Fox. Does this need? They don't own Fox News. I think they own. No, no, they, they don't own Fox News. They just own. They just bought the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, even even ventures, like business ventures, like sometimes you partner up with somebody. When do you recognize that your partnership is crap, and then when do you walk away? I think like if it's been like a few months or let's say not just a few months, let's say it's been like half a year since you recorded your last podcast, you should. (laughs) 
you know, I was I was asking it, and I'm like, he's gonna just he, he's gonna take a shot at me. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. Sh- he's gonna big short me. Yeah, well, I, I mean, still don't understand the concept. No, you of a clearly short, don't. Cause that makes no sense in this context. When in Rome? No, I think you got to look at. There's probably a ton of factors. You, if you're listening to us for advice on on when to leave your business when you think it's done, <laughs> you're you're in the wrong place. Just uh, do exactly as we say and enjoy a fruitful life. You got to look at the probability of it bouncing back. You you can't love a losing venture. <laughs> like I mean, I, I guess in like our, as long as it's not. I don't know. Tesla does like that new truck is hideous. I don't care that it has a ton of practical stuff about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, it's ugly. It was ugly when I first saw it on TV. But it's like when you see it kind of out in the wild, it's not as terrible. I don't know. I think a lot of people are slowly turning on it being the most hideous thing to it's not terrible. You know what it looks like? It looks like a, a truck from RoboCop. It looks like a com, kind of like a fighter jet with like the sharp lines. Well, apparently that's what makes it more uh, rigid aer- and aerodynamic and yeah. But like, they're not really a loser if they keep going up. Their stock goes up. They sell like so they've they've concept they've shown like concept and brought to actual brought brought to their customers the Model Three. But then they haven't done it for the Roadster. But that was always planned for like twenty twenty one twenty twenty two. The Tesla truck is going to be after that. The Model Y is supposedly next year, or I think at some point. So they're not really—they're just an early company. It's you know, like, you, you know, you you know, you love a loser when you stick with that truck after they did that lead ball test and the window oh broke. Oh my god, that was bad. Like, and you know, they couldn't even wheel out another model. That was the only model they had there because yeah. you could just say like, "Oh, that was a malfunctioning window." You know what? And this is going to tie into my unwritten rule, but like. When I saw that, I was laughing at it, and I was able to criticize them. Like yeah. I, in our group chat, you know, I saw I'm like that was hideous. That's the first thing I said. <laughs> the Homer. We all compared it to the Homer. Exactly. So the unwritten rule is you're allowed to criticize a loser, even if you like them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even if you love them. Yeah. Even if you love them. Like, sorry, really quickly for anybody who doesn't know what the Homer is. <laughs> One, you, I can't believe you don't watch The Simpsons. And two... Well, they might watch The New Simpsons, which is... That's not the same. That's Loving a Loser, The New Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're, But especially Loving a Loser if you were someone who loved the early seasons. And then you're still watching it. And you're still like, it's, it's great. No, no, it's even better now. When, you know, people, when I have that conversation with people that still watch New Simpsons and they're like, no, it had a lull where it was bad, but it's really picked up I've again. I've heard that every few years that sounds like you're talking about someone who beats you in a marriage like that's <laughs> what it sounds it sounds like someone who puts you down and because every now and again they bring you home flowers yeah yeah you know or buy you something to cover up your black eye i don't know if it's that bad but well i mean i think in a sense we kind of still do love the loser because like i didn't think i cared about the simpsons and then i was talking to someone I was like yeah aren't they isn't they, aren't they on their last season i'm like what are you talking about no no so but then they're like there's um who's it uh who's the, the well, guy at this point it? i'm rooting for them to keep going i hope they get the 50 seasons well that's it because they said what's his alf clausen what's the guy's name who made the uh, the music oh i don't remember I forgot. Uh, danny elfman it's danny elfman i think maybe okay, danny elfman yeah danny elfman i'm pretty sure it was him he uh he said how it's like he heard that after this run they're not planning on renewing so once I heard that, I'm like, oh, no, The Simpsons are going to be off the air. I'm like, oh, I felt like bad, but it's like the, I haven't watched it since probably 2000 or well, even like the late 90s. I mean, it's probably pretty hard for the voice actors to still sound like the characters. They're all getting up there in age. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 a different show altogether now. And to be honest with you, I, like this is on a completely random, not on topic, but 
The Simpsons should have stayed in the 90s. I think that show didn't progress through the, the years properly. Yeah, like I think technology really kind of sets it back because how, at this point, how many episodes are they in? They're, they, well, let's just say they have more than 365 episodes. They do. The characters haven't aged. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like at this point, it's like it's beyond a point of logic in yeah. any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, 30 seasons at like 20 something episodes a season, that's you got two years there. Yeah. Like, the, the, what are they stuck in a nexus in time in that part of Springfield? Yeah. But, anyways, uh, I think we all. We all love a loser in a certain way because I didn't realize I love the Simpsons. Like, I love the original Simpsons, but then I started disliking it. But I never hated them. I've always had the love for them. Like, as bad as it is, I still will feel bad when they're gone. It, it will It will be like, you know that thing where, like, you don't know what you have till it's gone? Yeah. I feel like it's one of those. Exactly. Except I know exactly what we had because I watched, I, since I got Disney Plus, I've been crushing old Simpsons episodes. Yeah. And they're not, it's like. The only cartoon, and I'll say this because I said it when that cartoon came out, the only cartoon that compares with The Simpsons, and it's like, it's it's kind of like, it's kind of like the loser that you loved became a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I started watching Rick and Morty, As I was we I think we were both in at the ground level. Yeah, we yeah. Like, I watched sh- the I think it was the first episode because basically the guy Dan Harmon from Community, which, which we love, we love that show, and yeah. he started that, and it's like. A lot of people didn't like it at first because the Rick was like really burping like every few seconds. And it was, that pilot episode is still rough to get through. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's 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 evolved into a winner, and that's a whole other subcategory. What happens when like your perennial loser starts becoming a perennial winner? Do you like? Does it lose its luster? Well, it did in my case with the Raptors, right? Oh, I thought you were about to say with Rick and Morty. No, no, Rick and. A good show, TV's a little different. TV's, it's it's hard to call a TV show a loser because whenever you're picked up for multiple seasons, like if you're, it's not picked cl- up, you're clearly it's pretty bad. It's hard to like a bad TV show. It Let's depends now though because there's so many networks. There's so much demand for content. Yeah. Like, well, Arrested yeah. Development, that's probably the biggest example of loving a loser. It was a great show. Like we saw the quality of the show, but it didn't do well in the ratings. I feel like that's because of the loser network it was on. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. But it's a perfect example because they're on Netflix. And Netflix, oh, my God, do they back some bad horses? There are some stuff. It's some hard st- to go back after a show's past its prime. The actors get older. and But even I'm saying the stuff that's on Netflix, it's like you will get gems. Like I just watched The Irishman and yeah. I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. But that's like even loving a loser. Like De Niro stopped being great, I'd say, after Heat. He really didn't make a good, really good movie after Heat. I mean, serious mob film, yeah. But like Meet the Meet the Parents, I'm, I'm he's saying, great in that. I'm, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Meet the Parents is a classic. I, I find I, I find those movies overrated. I, I don't hear a lot about them, so I don't know if I'd call them overrated. But they're they're fun movies. I don't think anybody takes Meet the Parents and puts it in like the pantheon of like no. great comedies. Okay, of all I, time. See, I see what you're saying. Okay, but like if you ask somebody about a great, you know, cop drama they would say heat's in there he's great but he really hasn't done anything since now this irishman movie comes out and i'll admit it's a pretty good movie it's scorsese it's overly long it is really yeah. long and and we're, we don't have to get down down the road too far with this but i'll say it's like i still love de niro even his bad stuff i'm willing to sit through yeah because 
he's he's great. You just once you said that it a light bulb came on. I know you hesitate because you're wondering what I was going to say, but perfect example. Adam Sandler. He is the best loser. Adam Sandler's movies. If you are any sort of person who is a critique of, uh, we'll say a film buff or somebody who is critical of film, you will watch an Adam Sandler movie and utterly despise the mm-hmm. effort and the work. That said, if you are someone who just likes to have a little bit of fun and get like, I like good movies. I feel like watching Adam Sandler movies, like going to the local bar and picking up like just an easy, can I say? Yeah. Like an easy fuck. Yeah. It's just like, like, you know, the person with three teeth at the end of the bar who just, but she was pretty back, you know, back in the day and you can see it. Yeah. You can see it and you're lonely. She was the pretty girl. Like, you know, you're vulnerable. You've had a few too many Chardonnays. She's the Great. girl that when you're, you know, when you're, you're sober, like, no. <laughs> she gets that as a lot of Adam Sandler reference. I've had a few Chardonnays. What's it to you? Very good. Very good. But an Adam Sandler movie, like loving Adam Sandler, putting him as one of your top all-time comedians, especially considering that 70% of his body of work is the new stuff that's not the stuff that kind of made him famous. I liked Murder Mystery. I, I'll be honest, I love all that Netflix garbage. Yeah. I even liked the Wild West one. Which one was that one? Did the, I see the, 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 the Six, the, the Incredible Six. Or the, I don't know if I've seen that one. i got to watch that. It's with uh, the guy who was the wolf from uh, the Twilight movies. Yeah. Well, whatever. You, get, you know <laughs> yeah. what? You give it a shot because he's he's. It's an awesome little watch if you love. You know that what? Loser. Though, like, is there really a loser? Because no, he's a huge winner. No, no, I know, but I'm saying like we're talking about loving losers, but we're like the Leafs. You know what? They're not really a loser. They're a storied franchise. Even like the Ottawa Senators, they haven't really done anything. But like, I know, but 50 years. I think there's only like. I think there's maybe like one other franchise in North American sports that has a longer like streak since they either became a franchise or since they last won without winning. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like that term loser. It's just it. Nah, Luca, they're a loser. Okay, fine. They are. Sure. Okay. But I mean, right. like, there's more to life than just a sport, right? Like, they do other things, the organization. They bring, you know, joy to fans with the Maple Leaf Square or whatever they call it now. I don't even know Jurassic Park was for the Raptors, and then they tried making a name for the Leafs, and then it was like Ford Presents Maple Leaf Square or something. You know, you, just, you made me think of something. Whenever I go down to, to downtown to see a Leaf game, it's inevitable at some point you'll see like a, like a homeless person. Yeah. And look – this is not to be disparaging of homeless people because I know that the, the the overwhelming majority of homeless people are there because of either mental illness mm-hmm. or really hard circumstance. Yeah, issues beyond their control likely. Yeah. Or at least very difficult to control. And you could make the argument that if winning in life is being successful and uh, yeah, having a job, a house, house and everything, you know, all that stuff, clearly then, the opposite of, th- then they would sort of be on the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I don't want to label them losers because they're not, but I will say this. If this sounds like something offensive, is no, 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 right I was going to say like, I have an, like I have this affinity for the homeless. Like mm-hmm. that's why I didn't want to make the comparison to them. Yeah. yeah no, I understand. Life is just, they've, no. they've had hard lives. Of course. Of course. And you know, I, I actually feel bad when I pass, like I've given change to a homeless person and then I pass another one and I don't have any more change. Mm-hmm. And we're, it's, it's really hard now because we've moved to plastic. 
Mm. Like everyone pays for things with their credit cards, with their iPhones, with you know their 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 digital wallets. Like, what do you give a homeless person now? How do you show a homeless person that you care? Do you have to like go that extra step and bring them to a shelter or get them food? Yeah, yeah, no, it's because uh... I'm not buying drugs for them or or alcohol like that. That is out of the question, which is ironic because that's probably where the money you were giving a lot of them went to. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and that's why it's like it's. I don't know. It's hard. You know, you want to give them money. Some people won't because one, they'll say either get a job or, you know, you're just going to spend money on booze and, and, uh, and drugs. And some of them are right, but like, I don't know. That's a tough situation. Like I I feel bad. There's, there's a guy on my drive home. We're in a pretty nice area. Like I see him, like I saw him once like counting money. So the problem is it's those, those homeless that give, you know, the real losers are the homeless that aren't actually homeless trying to make money. Those are the real losers. I have no love for them. And you know what they've done? They've made people second guess the people who actually need it. Like the gypsies at the sides of, uh, on all the highway off ramps in like Toronto now. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Like you can clearly see that they're, gy- they're like literally wearing Nike shoes with rags on top. And ugh. have you seen, uh, I mean, this, this made the news, which is I'm sure the reason why half the people don't give to homeless people. It's the, there's a lady on the news that was picked up and went to a mansion after a day of panhandling. Well, you got like f- a really big house. You got to figure if you sit out in front of a sporting arena or like in front of a playhouse or in front of a whatever, and there's a, you know, more or less there's an affluent crowd yeah. in there that might be closer to the middle class. So you'll get some of that sympathy. Yeah. 18,000 people, 20,000 people pour out of somewhere and you get a quarter from like a third of them. But even a quarter, but like when you give to a homeless person, you're giving like, cause in Canada oh, we I, got change of $2, you know, tunies. Oh yeah. I've like, I've taken all the change in my pocket before and thrown that into like a cup. So what do you think the average donation to a uh, homeless person? That's why be? I picked a quarter. Let's because, say two bucks. Let's say, cause like, I think two bucks is not unreasonable. Let's say a dollar. Let's say a dollar. Just a dollar. Okay, fine. A dollar. How many people donate an hour? <sighs> I, I gotta say at least in 10. a minute you can get. How much can you get in a oh, minute? I would say at least 10 people an hour. Minimum. So that, that guy's That's making, once every six minutes somebody donates to you. That's 10 tax-free dollars. And then probably higher, right? Like oh, people no. get more than a Sporting dollar. Sporting events, I'm convinced some of them Nobody walk gives with, a quarter. They walk away with hundreds of dollars after a sporting event. Easy. Convinced. Easy. But you know who doesn't? Gypsies. Gypsies still steal. <laughs> they I do. think we're... we're, 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 uh, we're Painting a painting a broad uh, no, no, picture. No, no, no. I'm saying specifically like came here from countries that kicked them out because they were gypsies. I mean, this isn't like a like like isn't a, that like a type of person though. Like isn't it like a almost like an ethnicity, if you will, a gypsy? Yeah, there's like I know there's a sect so, of like Hungarian gypsy. There's a sect of yeah, yeah. So Roman gypsy. Well, maybe we shouldn't generalize them all. But. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> typically like the the thieves from other countries, the, the degenerates. Yes, the ones Not that were gypsy. literally kicked out by their countries, given passports to leave, okay. to come here because they knew that if they came here and cle- de- declared refugee status, that we wouldn't be able to kick them out. Okay. And again, I am somebody who absolutely supports people who are actual refugees yeah, yeah, yeah. coming here and we're, being... We're talking about the degenerates that come in. We're and are de- de- local degenerates, but the ones coming in... Degenerates in general. Degenerates. Lover, lovers, those are losers I can't love. Agreed. I say we move on because I, I don't want to devote any more yeah, time we're gonna, to... Yeah. I don't want to devote any more time to... Like, we're going to get to the big one. Okay. 
I do. You know how you know you're rusty at this when you haven't done it in a while? When you're you keep smack, hitting the mic. When you keep hitting the mic, smack your face into the mic. I just I can't stop. But let's uh, let's go to the big one here. BuzzFeed, Cosmo. So many of these publications that like to create lists have started a an almost movement over how do you recognize that you are in love with an asshole or a loser. Typically labeling the person who is the lover as the woman and the the guy who's the asshole or the loser as the guy for argument's sake, let's just make, let's just assume that that is the case. Let's help out the ladies that have had nothing but bad guys in their life. Mm -hmm. And let's maybe give them some unwritten rules on, what could be red flags? What could be telltale signs are, that uh, are we telling them to love the loser? Because I think no, no, that's no. the point of this episode. No, no, no. We're, we're we're helping them not love a loser. This was just about loving losers. Okay, right? Like so. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because you're allowed to not love a loser as well. Yes, you we're, are. We're going to let you make up your own mind. We're going to assume that you already love an actual loser, and we're going to help you unlove that loser. Ah, so like a harmful loser. This is a, this is a, a a harmful loser. This is a bizarro. Switch okay, switcheroo gotcha, that okay. we're taking on this podcast. I see what you're doing. Here. Okay. First thing, unwritten rule: if you see that there are red flags, there's a reason that they're red. Let's give them some red flags. So, who- borrows money from you, never pays it back. Oh yeah, huge. That's huge a huge one, guys. Guys, women or men, if you are in a functioning relationship. Borrowing money from your partner, unless you ha- bor- you don't borrow money from your partner if you have a joint account. That's my opinion. Oh, if, if you have a joint account, there's no such. It's, it's your both your money. It's your collective money. But if you are still on separate bank accounts and you are expected to contribute to maybe a shared domicile, I don't know what that is. Home, shared home. Gotcha. Okay. I knew that. I was just doing that for the <laughs> listeners. I was gonna. I was gonna. For some reason, when I say the word domicile, I always want to go hard, but like domicile. Okay. You know, just lean into that, Peter Griffin. <laughs> but um, you're expected to pay into to certain things. Now, if you are the loser in that equation, you are constantly late on your payments, potentially borrowing money, or having the other person pay. Ladies or men who happen to be on the paying side of that i mean this could apply to all relationships oh yeah like not just uh you know love interest it could be friend interest as well oh if you give more than you take or more than you share i should say you are loving a loser Mm -hmm. and if you're the person who is constantly taking because you know some people act like gold diggers they wear it like a like a badge of honor yeah, it's like I'm going to let someone else do the work while I'm, you know, like, that's the thing. It's like it's disrespectful in a sense. You know, I'm not I'm not for like like mass executions, <laughs> but man, gold diggers. Oh, well, we just need a new Australia to ship them all off to. But no, Australia turned out pretty good. I want to make well, sure that maybe, the place that we ship maybe them when is you bad. put all these shitty places, all these shitty people together, they'll <laughs> eventually through evolution figure out a way. Could you imagine an island full of gold diggers? No one would know how to do anything. Just like shitty people, you know what I mean? Like where everyone, it's like no one trusts anyone on that island. That'd be great. Okay, I'll get my husband to pay you to go get me a coconut from the top of that tree. Your husband isn't here, ma'am. Do you want to be my He's, husband? <laughs> Or you just be running off with someone else, and it's just like a whole vicious loop. That's what we need on TV, not these like 
I am a single person and I want to choose between, I want to bang 30 different people. I, yeah, we really don't help ourselves as a species either. Like the shit we put on our TVs and make like desperate housewives of like New Jersey or. If we were to like stream like all our video content to like another advanced civilization and they looked at this stuff, they would, if they actually came to greet us and like care for us, they would be loving a loser. They would, they would essentially be, honestly, I don't even want to sell baboons, but like we are technically talking baboons. So. I mean, it would. I imagine that if an advanced race looked in on us, they would compare us to a lesser species on their planet. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. But back, and that would be like the insult to that species. They'd be like, "You're like humans." Yeah, no, it's it's pretty bad some of the stuff. But a well, red flag. Uh, we're back on red flags. Okay. So I think another one is if you're always you're always constantly like kind of like fearful almost around a person. Yeah. Red flag, huge red flag. Like if you're afraid to say the wrong thing, like I understand when you're first starting to see someone, you want to make a good impression. But if that lasts, <laughs> oh, no, so, sorry, let's rephrase. You're lying to get them to like you. Exactly. You, yeah. you know, eventually, you know, everything breaks down and they see who you are, who you are. But if you're still scared of a person, that's a bad relationship. Oh yeah. You got to get out of that. That's a red flag. Yeah. I, I would say that I'd say that you're both losers in that scenario. If you, if you gotta, I mean, some people don't have the support system, but you just got to get away. Like, pack up your shit and get out. Yeah. Because that is not going to change. And, and you know, I hate to be that, like, sassy friend in your group <laughs> that, you know, likes to tell you how to live your life. But, and I get it, it's hard. I get it. And I know that every single person, the immediate response is, no, you don't get it because you've never been it. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. I've been in bad relationships where I've hung around too long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, without really getting into the the nitty gritty of those those things, I made quick choices that were painful. Mm -hmm. Like they, you know, you want to rip that Band-Aid off. And I think that if, if you have a support structure around you, it's a little easier. But if you're yeah. alone, yeah, I get it. It can be daunting. If that's like you're, you know, let's say you're new to an area or whatever, you don't have many friends around you, and that's one one of the hurtful friends or the person you're in a relationship yeah. with, it's tough. I, there's only so many times you're going to be able to go into the office and tell them that you had bruises from playing squash. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, if, if there's physical violence, unwritten rule, don't love that loser. <laughs> you have like, claw marks on your face they're not going to believe your cat did it you know what i mean yeah yeah no if, if there's any physical threat get out also i have to say sometimes i think to myself if i were a parent <clears throat> and somebody was hitting my kid like like we're, we're yeah. assuming that they're an adult now yeah even if i'm a frail old man i'm gonna do everything i can to hurt that person yeah you know if, if i if i physically can't move much I'm in my car and I'm, I'm gunning that person down in my car. You know, I, I, I'm going to go on record right now. This can be used in a court of law. If somebody ever hits my one day would be daughter in a relationship, I'm going to hunt you down Liam Neeson style mm-hmm. before he said the racist stuff. We're talking, <laughs> he said, we're, I didn't even know. We're just going to talk straight taken. I he, think people he, forgot about it because I don't even remember. <laughs> he said some bad stuff. Okay. But it was... It, Anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I still... So taking Liam Neeson. Taking Liam Neeson on your ass. And I hope that gets said in court and the stenographer actually has to write it down. <laughs> and then I'm going to get my lawyer to read it back. 
because I want everyone to know that I hunted him down like a dog. You know, it's funny if it, I mean, it wouldn't really work, but like if it was his son, it, it, it doesn't strike as much as if it was your daughter. Like something about a father and a daughter. It's like, oh yeah. Oh man. If you're, if you're a good dad, you will go to the ends of the earth for your daughter. Yeah. It's funny how like you're set up this whole scenario. It's like my daughter, you don't say your son. It's now, like my daughter. Because you know, with the, the truth is with a son, he more than likely did something to deserve it. <laughs> Or just got into it himself, you know? Like, why, why did Romanians kidnap uh, my, my son? Because he's probably selling uh, people into sex slaves, or slavery with Or he went them. into some crazy rave, did a lot of drugs, and he deserves it. He needs to learn from it. He's, he's a big sex trafficker now. He, <laughs> this, this was coming. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I used to love that loser of a son. I would still love that loser of a son. I don't know if I... I, I well, not I if mean, he did the sex trade stuff. I mean, like, if he got drugged out and he got, like, <laughs> he sold as, like, a male prostitute I was, I was, or something. I was about to say, I don't know how you're going to love no, that No, no, no. I, I hate that. I, yeah, that's the only way, but... Last one. Mm-hmm. Loving that loser pet of yours. The one that shits on the carpet. The one that yaks when it eats stuff it's told not to eat. The one that pees on the couches that you just bought. Mm-hmm. The one that chews up your pillows. See, this one, I don't know if I can relate to because I had a pet for a total of one week. It was a farm cat, and uh, it shat all over the house, and my mother's like, yeah, you go to school. Don't worry. You'll, it, your cat will be fine. I'm like, don't you dare return the cat. I got home. The cat was returned. So, <laughs> And by return, Luca means floating face down in the bathtub <laughs> no, pool of water. It went back to the farm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you've had. Yeah, isn't that what they tell kids when they like when their pet gets killed? No, no, they wouldn't kill my, they brought them to my the mother. Farm. Couldn't kill an the farm with like the that. with the needles that kill the the, the the cat. My mother wouldn't do that. Anyways, but you've had I've had a dog, and dog. I, okay, I can tell you like categorically, there were times in the beginning of my dog's life where she was more than just the bitch she was. Mm-hmm. My dog used to. My dog had a teething phase where she would just walk up to people and bite their toes. Yep, it I was know. actually it was. I kind of loved it. I thought it was funny because my dog's hardest bite, she was a little Yorkshire Terrier. Her hardest bite couldn't break skin. She had trouble eating her food. <laughs> it was like little fucking corn pop kibbles yeah, that yeah. like she had trouble biting through. Mm-hmm. She'd, she'd have to eat them one at a time, get them into that back nut, like back molar, like they were cracking a walnut and just <laughs> like you'd hear that for hours. Just her going, <laughs> <laughs> but when she started to step out of line, we put in a plan of action to help correct that behavior. This is something where now this is my kind of golden rule. You can love your loser pet to an extent, but if you don't help correct that pet's behavior, maybe you're the loser. I like that because that goes almost with like parenting too, right? Like a lot of parents will let their kids go wild. There's a thing on the internet I just saw and it's like a family's at this restaurant where there's like a conveyor belt with food coming by. <laughs> It's like so. You just pick up a plate that like that can only exist in the states. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like probably like an all you could eat because how do you really track that stuff, right? Conveyor belts carrying food. Yeah, no, it's just like a like a, a pre made plate. It goes on a, a uh, on a belt, and then it goes by everyone who's sitting at this kind of like a bar, and then you 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 pick it up, right? Like whatever you want. Now, if it was premium, like high end food, that'd be kind of cool. The quality was pretty shit. So it could have been really great or it could have been bad. But anyways, the point is the, the daughter, like the young, maybe two, three years old, this daughter sitting up on, well, it's gotta be at least three, four, uh, that she's sitting up on the table 
and she's touching every food that comes by and there's like a glitter thing above and she's kind of like she grabs it and i think she throws it into one bit of food and the parents are like not looking at first and when they see it they just give like a little little tap on like the hand just like just to grab the hand to pull it away but then they look away and she keeps doing it and then they're watching her do it and it's like it's not the child that's the loser that's it's the parents oh my god you gotta have some dis- i'm not saying you gotta beat your child but you gotta you gotta just stop them from doing that or maybe just don't seat them so close to the conveyor belt with the food and that's doing something yeah it's simple but those are the real losers those parents are losers yeah it's inconsider- I think inconsideration is like the biggest trait of a loser. I I think not being good at stuff is also a really big trait. Like like you know some people they just instinctually know how to parent or they just instinctually know how to like be good at life. Mm-hmm. Okay, those people natural born winners can't do anything about that. But there, there are natural born winners. There has yeah. to be a middle ground. Like I like to think I'm in the middle ground. Uh, yeah, like maybe you're not good at stuff, but like you can like, recognize that you're not good at something. The amount of losing I've done though, it's just it's it's up there. You've had your you've had some big wins though. Not many. You've you've been in more wedding parties as a best man than anyone I know. That's like being the runner up. No, no, it's not. I, no, it's not. It's someone saying. There's no one outside. You you've been picked over some people's like immediate family members. Well, the thing is, I know a lot of people. That, why are you going to take a family member? Because it's like you're already family. Well, it's like your your best man is is basically like family at a certain point, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you you choose your friends. You don't choose your family. If yeah. somebody chooses you over like an immediate brother, yeah, that's like that's. I mean, I'm not being critical of the person who did that or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, it, it speaks to your character. Well, I appreciate that. You, know, you also accepted me back with open arms. After, I did. After I, Joseph, what was the Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoats? <laughs> you know? I have no idea. And, like, Ashton and Matt are the good brother who stayed on the farm and helped yeah. raise the sheep, and he gets, they get nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Do you hear that, guys? You get nothing. Look. I heard all the shit you talked those first couple of weeks I wasn't here. Oh, yeah. We're, and it'll still go on because I know you're getting busier, too. And uh, there's going to be podcasts where it's just me and Matt or just me, Matt, and Ashton or just me and Ashton. I would yell in the car at the radio when you guys would. This is what people don't understand. Like not being able to do something you love to do, like loving the loser of a podcast you may be on. Because let's be we're not we're not killing it. But we love no. it. We, we love. We just, we're doing this because we love. Like, let's be real. If we care, we we just like talking. I don't think we love podcasting. We like talking because this is just a really elaborate excuse to hang out. It really is. That's it. Not many people listen, but I feel like the ones who do are our friends that don't get to hang out with us anymore. They might miss us. Like they just. They, I miss them too. I do. I'm telling you right now. Like, there's. I was gonna message one friend. I'm like, I'm like, what? Um, I just don't know what to say. I really don't. It's been so long. Like, Please tell me that friend wasn't me. No, 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 no. Oh. We talk in our group chat. I give you a hard time. It's That's what I do now. I've kind of... Uh, <laughs> you're, the, uh, you're the grizzled old vet that, well, that, that pulls no punches. No, the thing is, it's like I was nice to people for so long. And then it's like, it gets to a point in your life where it's like, oh, it's boring. So it's I like to give people a hard time once in a while. You know what? I, 
So once in a while, like all time. Let's be real. Like I, I was supportive of the idea of your episode that you came up you, with. So you, thank you for prepping it. You a hundred percent were. I was actually so shocked. I was. I'll be honest. I was a little shocked that you were like down still without anybody coming in. And you know what? It's it's come to the point where I was just really busy these last few years because I went back to school. I oh, finished it, Luca. You so don't tell, you don't. I'm. What I'm, I'm trying to say is like like your schedule was so. Uh, restrictive before because I had school and it conflicted with me. You said you could only do Thursday nights. Yeah. So here we are Thursday night and I was too busy with school. So I couldn't commit to you on a Thursday night. Now I don't care. We'll do whenever. <sighs> well, it's good to be back. See, I never, I never stopped loving this loser right here. Don't I don't know make, how you feel make, about don't, that. Don't make me cry in a <laughs> podcast, please. Okay. Go unwritten rules of loving a loser. Don't make them cry. Ooh. That, that it was just, I don't, I don't want you to make me cry. Well, I think we're going to call it. Yeah. Uh, I th- I'm going to try to come up with a, with a golden rule right here. Oh, go ahead. Unwritten rule. The golden unwritten rule. Don't be afraid to love a loser. No. That is, don't be ashamed of it. You should embrace loving a loser. I feel like this is going to like segue into you saying make america great again because <laughs> man <laughs> well i got my mega those, hat <laughs> those guys are back in a losing horse yeah yeah i don't know this world's crazy i'm not even gonna think about that stuff because it's too nuts in one week i came back and i broke our no trump rule yeah yeah well no politics rule in general but it, yeah it's just crazy i don't know what's gonna happen it's it's been a it's been a wild and wacky three years yeah and I don't know where the world's going. I think subsequently our podcast started right around that time. Yeah, we should have really, you know, rode that Trump wagon. We would have got some listeners. You know what? Might be something for down the road. Yeah, if you hear us in the future, go one radical direction, one specific direction. Well, what was that? What was that big crime podcast everybody listened to a long time ago? Serial. Serial. We'll we'll be the next serial, but it'll just be called Trump. What happened? Yeah. Or like Trump Card, next week on Trump Card. That's a good name. That's actually a really good podcast name. The Trump Card. Yeah. We play a card every week that's even <laughs> crazier than the week before. Okay. You can find uh, the Unwritten Rule podcast on any major podcast outlet. I'm not going to list them all because at this point, everyone knows, everyone knows what a podcast is at this point. Yeah. And if you don't know how to type in podcast in Google and just download an app and then upload a podcast. You're a loser. But we but, love you. But we love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> and we, that snickering laugh was to show that we care. Yes. Um, we have a light side to us. <laughs> you can also visit our webpage at ltdpotential.com. It's... A web page. It has stuff on it, and stuff. it was it was created by Luca. Thank you. Some uh, outdated biographies are up there. I don't even. Yours isn't even done yet. You didn't even give me your. I bio. submitted. Oh, one. you did. Okay. I did. Okay, you then just it's never up there. Posted it. I'm pretty sure it's up there if you've given it to me. Well, we'll I'll check. We'll see how much you love this loser. Uh, I don't know what else do we got. Uh, wait, Instagram. Do we have an Instagram? We still have an Instagram. We still have. Oh, actually, you know what? We gotta not to bring the business side of things onto the. But I heard that if we don't like activate or do something with those things instagram and twitter are erasing a bunch of old stuff so we might not have an instagram (laughs) we may not um i don't even remember what the uh tags were do you remember um twitter was 
The Unwritten Rule Podcast at, is... At, at the UR Podcast? I can't remember. The Unwritten Rule Podcast. At the Unwritten Rule Podcast. Okay. And at, it's still up according to this. And Instagram? Do you remember what the Instagram was? Sorry, that was Instagram. That was Instagram. Okay. Well, you don't really tweet, so... Oh, and the tweet was at the UR Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember. At the UR Podcast, guys. Go uh, go tweet We us. totally tweet. Disregard what I just said. Yeah. We, we don't tweet. Uh... Luke, do you have anything to leave us off on? Not really. Just uh, thanks for listening. It's been a while. I don't know. We're a little rusty. We understand that. We'll uh, we'll try to get some more out, and we'll see what Frank's schedule and my schedule hold in the future. See how many times we spike the mic. Oh yeah, it's gonna be bad. Oh yeah, but we'll uh, riding high. We're gonna try to be back. We I we're gonna, gonna be back. I'm making a pie pie crust promise. I don't know what that means. Very Does it mean easy, anything? easily made, easily broken. Okay. Because pie crust, right? Yeah, I, know, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Stole that from Mary Poppins. Uh, <laughs> See, look at that. That's culture. That's like history of film right there. I've watched movies from the 1960s. Um, I'm going to make a promise that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to generally try to be available every Thursday. Uh, if I can't. You guys, just please understand. It yeah, well, I know Matt's going to have some free uh, free time soon because Matt was in a similar boat like me with the school and mm-hmm. and the work and all that stuff. So I know Matt will uh, – I know he wants to be back. So, you know, if I can accept that other loser back in. I mean, we got got plenty of losers, so I've, there's room for one we're, more. We're, we're like, you know, hopefully no, like, demonic clown starts to try to kill us because I feel like we're a bit like the losers club. Is that what clowns go after? Well, haven't you seen the movie It? Spoiler alert, there's a group of kids in that called the Losers Club, and well, a demonic clown tries to I kill them. the cool people only watch hip movies and trendy movies. That's not hip. It's Stephen King. Remember all you lovers and losers out there. Rules are made to be broken, but you can't break the unwritten ones.